In this episode of Testimony Musician Story presented by Soundseekers, I talked to the multifaceted artist, Chazen. Now Chazen shares his Christian testimony. He talks about being bullied by gangs as a kid. And I'm not talking about just like, oh, like he was bullied to the point of learning martial arts to defend himself and get himself out of life or death situations. And how all of that brought him even closer to God. He talks extensively about his family's nonprofit, Elijah's Heart. Now, Elijah's Heart is a huge nonprofit in Nashville. They give food to people. We're not talking about a meal or two. They're giving two weeks, months worth of food to people. They're apparently one of the largest organizations in the U.S. that does it. There was also a movie starring Michael Ely about his father who created the nonprofit. He also talks about the importance of learning social media algorithms. This kid is a sponge and has learned everything there is to know about social media and has really worked it to his advantage. I am Gaelica Brown and this is Sound Seekers Presents Testimony, a Musician Story. All right. Well, let's go ahead and start with your first music memory. My first music memory. Yes. Whether it be a song, a music video, the first performance you saw, what's the first thing that you remember when it comes to music? Um, honestly, I remember, I, I believe I remember an old like Kirk Franklin song. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my parents loved Kirk Franklin and, you know, Fred Hammond and those gospel legends um, back in the early 90s. And uh, and when I was two, my grandmother put me on stage. And, um, yeah, they said they would always say that I would jibber jabber <laughs> the, the words to songs. Couldn't even really talk as good. Mm -hmm. um, I, they said I said hot. Cause I was uh, I was born in January, so by the time I was six months, it was hot. <laughs> so they said I said hot, but um, but the cool thing about it is um, I just love they just they always said I had that just that spunk that that spirit of worship, you know, um, on on stage, you know what I mean. So um, so yeah, when I was two, that was probably my um, yeah I was. Other than hearing music and loving it at an early age, I remember being on stage at two. And do you even remember what you did? Did you were you singing along to another song? What yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I was uh I was pretty much um uh I, I can't remember the song because I was two, but uh, I have picked they had they they have pictures of me uh, on stage at church in church. And uh, I did a couple songs. Um, <clears throat> that's really all I can remember, really. Mm -hmm. But um, they, they, I have to get that picture because I get asked that a lot. <laughs> you definitely have to get that picture and then recreate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> must. I must do that. Okay. And so where were you born and raised at? Well, uh, I grew up here in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I'm still here, and uh, you know, we just this this city's been growing when it comes to music. It's uh, expanded 
exponentially on um, other genres other than just country. Mm. Um, we, we're one of the largest, if not the, the, the Christian music capital of, of, of our, you know, the United States. Okay. Um, Is that almost, like CCM music? Okay. Yeah, but we got some, you know, the RMG guys live here yeah. and, uh, you know, those are my boys and, uh, no big they, what do you say? Is no big deal out there as well, I think. Mm-hmm. No big deals out here. Um, Zay Zante just moved out mm -hmm. here. Um, you know, Cannon's out here. Derek Miner's out here. So, um, yeah, so it's a bunch of, bunch of, just a bunch of just music out here. So they, they, our nickname is Music City. So um, just grew up here and just grew up in music. Um, if I wasn't doing something in a play that my dad wrote or, um, you know, my, my mom and dad were professional musicians. So okay. my, my mom was a professional keyboard player. My dad's a professional saxophonist and he actually won. The he was the first African-American uh, to win sax. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was, he, he did it. He, he won alto and soprano um, saxophone. In, 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 I think it was in college. Um, okay. He was the first African-American to do both. Wow. And, uh, you know, they were, when I was a kid, that's what they were doing. They were, they were just ripping and running. They were playing like 14, 14 churches a week. <laughs> so they were musicians, but it was all in the like Christian or gospel world. Yeah. My dad, um, he would get invited out to all types of clubs and um, you know different types of venues, but he would always say the Lord would put a roadblock in the way. <laughs> he was he was like, yeah, I would love to go, you know, play, make a little buck, you know, make some money, you know, and something always would happen. <laughs> I always find that funny. <laughs> and so, um, did you also grow up in the church? Pretty much, yeah. Grew up in the church, and my my dad actually got filled with the spirit when I was about seven. When I was about, I don't know, about five five through seven, he was he was you know learning about Jesus, learning more about him. He grew up in the church too, but didn't know God. Yeah. It was more of a religion, you know. Uh, so I do remember just always being in church. So yeah. Okay. So, and do you have any siblings? I do. I'm the oldest of eight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I was Papa Bear when Dad was gone. <laughs> <laughs> so your family was. You grew up in a Christian household, two parent Christian household, with parents as musicians. Yeah. And mm -hmm. were you guys like constantly in the church, or was it just a Sunday thing? Well, um, due to music. Um, it was kind of a constant thing because of um, selection of music. My, my dad knew, you know, obviously as a kid growing up, he didn't want his, his, his kids listening to, you know, profanity and, you know, talking about drugs and sex and stuff like that at an early age. So gospel started really booming in the 90s. 
And um, so we just listened to gospel and, you know, and it started to get, you know, Kirk started coming out and, you know, the, the commission, I think it was with mm -hmm. Marvin Sapp and Fred Hammond, like they started really booming. And, and that my pops, he loved it. He would always play uh, practice with the music, with the, with the saxophone. So, yeah, pretty much a constant um, being in the church because of really music. All right. And when did it connect with you? When did well, you personally get filled with the spirit? Well, I, I, I like to say two times because I got saved when I was seven. Um, but obviously, you know, when I was seven, I was a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you go through that rebellious phase, you go through that teenage phase, you know, you want to do what you want to do, or you, you get um, influence outside the house. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I actually got, uh, when I was about 10, concrete years, when we first hit the double digits, we moved into the hood because my dad had a kidney transplant. And um, he actually only has one kidney okay. um, working. He has three kidneys, two failed and one that saved his life. Wow. My dad, yeah, he has a he actually has a movie called Unconditional about his uh true life story played by Michael Ely. Um, Wait, um what? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. that come out like a while ago? Mm-hmm. I think I remember that. Oh, I'm his son. Yeah, that's that's my pops. He uh his name is Papa Joe. Papa Joe Bradford, and um, yeah, he has a full the, his, his true life story is called Unconditional, and you can watch it on YouTube, it's free. But uh, Michael Ely played my dad, and he did an excellent job. Um, pretty much everything you see when it comes to my dad is true in the, in the, in the, in the real story. I mean, so, um, what how did he what about his story? Um, you know spawned like a movie to be made about it well um um <laughs> my dad tells this story where um the pro the producer and the director <clears throat> millionaire guys sat him down at lunch because we actually have a nonprofit called elijah's heart okay. and i've been doing that for 17 years um mm -hmm. since i was 10 so when we moved into the hood um, I'll get to that story in a minute. We we started actually giving back in the hood while we were in the hood. <laughs> we had no means to even give mm. because my dad had to get on disability. And um, you know, his kidneys failed and he couldn't work. Yeah. So um we we lived in the hood. 80 bucks a, a month was the rent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. But to get back to the story, um what sparked it was um, those guys, the, the director and the uh, the producer of the movie, they were like, um, we want to make a movie about you. As my dad, he, he tells a story. He's, they're, they're eating a burger, and he takes a bite of the burger, juicy, greasy burger. And he and when they said, I want to make a movie about your life story, he, he always says the grease stops. <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes a bite. The grease comes down, but the grease stopped. <laughs> like Tom froze when he said, I want to make a movie about you. And so um, <laughs> that's kind of what happened. The guys um, respect 
you know, just our love for other people, especially mm-hmm. our own people in our own backyard. Um, we, 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 we are partnered with a lot of people. We're actually the largest um, door-to-door giveaway and possibly the nation, but we know in the South region, we get semi-trucks loads of food and we give anywhere from two weeks to a month's worth of food to each home. Oh, wow. We, we're, uh-huh, and, the, and our biggest thing this year is feeding 10,000 homes um, three times this year. Um, here in Nashville it's more Mm -hmm. than just like a meal or something for the day like two weeks yeah that's crazy exactly we give them groceries and we have we call the walk of love and we we have we we have churches and artists and um you know pastors and not other nonprofits. we just partner with everybody my my dad met the ceo of walmart Mm. Like he he like knows the CEO of Walmart and okay. Walmart helps us and and you know feed the children helps us and, and one gen away helps us and a bunch of other don't people. Don't get hurt. Oh, <laughs> let me take this down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me make sure this don't fall on me. Yes, that <laughs> happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So that's kind of what sparked the movie. Um, just people seeing our work. And now we're just at a level where we can just feed. Our goal is to feed 10,000 homes at a time. We're going to get about, really, anybody who wants to come out here in Nashville, uh, you come out, obviously, it's free. You're just giving back to the community. We walk door to door. It's called The Walk of Love. That's what sparked the movie. It's called The Walk of Love? Mm hmm. So, Elijah's Heart is the nonprofit, but the Walk of Love is the, um, the actual like food giveaway. Okay. Yes, the event that we do. Yeah. And we're going to have a celebration uh, tied with that called, uh, we're going to have a, what we call a spring jam, a summer jam, and a fall jam. There, I'll be performing, and a bunch of other local artists and uh, Christian artists will be performing too. That's dope. Also, we get kids off the street and teach them how to worship and teach them how to praise and teach them how to, you know, dance and sing. And we uh, have a performance. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Rocket Town here in Nashville? I'm not sure if you've heard. It's, it's, a, it's a well-known um, venue here. And uh, what, what we do is we, we, we have a, you know, a big show. Mm-hmm. And these kids get to actually be on stage uh, all free of cost. We just we just want to keep them, you know, out of trouble and give them an outlet to, uh, you know, spread their wings and, and and get into music and figure out if they really like it or not. If they do, we welcome them, welcome them in, and we do dance, we do drama, and we do singing. That's amazing, man. Right yeah. on. Okay. So okay, but let's get back to how you actually gave your life to Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> um, when I was seven, I was I, I I felt I felt Jesus. I didn't know what it was, and I was like, "What is this feeling?" And then I would see my mom praying or whatever, getting emotional or whatever, and then uh, just break down in tears or whatever. I'd be like, "Mom, why are you sad?" She's like, "No, I'm happy. These tears are for joy." You know, and I'm like, I want that. And then, you know, I, I, 
you know, I go to church and I see people, you know, um, get healed or I see people have a miracle happen. It's like, I want that too, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I found out it was Jesus, Holy Spirit, you know, and, and just learning more about God. <clears throat> um, I was like, I want him in my heart. So that's what happened when I was seven. My, we, we, my mom basically walked me through the sinner's prayer and, and, um, the, and we figured out, I mean, I figured out that um, Holy Spirit feels amazing. <laughs> so at an early age, um, so when I was a teenager, moved into the hood, like I was saying, um, we, that's where the contrasts were different because towards that end of um, the old house that we were at before my dad, you know, had to go get on disability. Um, I don't know, it was about a three year period where I was really like, yeah, I love Jesus. And then we could go into consecration, which basically just fasting from, from a bunch of like, you know, stuff we, we don't just want in our house. Um, just stuff that just, you know, doesn't sit well with our heart. You know what I mean? Fasting from that type of stuff, just trying to get closer to God, learn more about God, you know, daily devotionals, worshiping and all that good stuff. And, uh, we, we move with the, same, with the same mindset. And now I'm in the hood. And at that time, it was the number one, wor- the, the num- it was number one in murder rating. Mm. And, um, and there were shootouts all the time. A uh, couple streets down, Bloods, Crips, G's everywhere. Um, I, and as soon as I go outside, it's a, it's a, it's a huge contrast mm-hmm. of obviously Christian and Jesus and all this good stuff. You leave the house, step out the door, everybody's cussing, you know what I'm saying? Prostitution and, and all types of stuff that yeah. as a teen, as a 10 year old, I ain't never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I'm the new guy. I'm trying to fit in. And I'm finding out the streets is a whole society. <laughs> and, and, it's, 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 and you got to survive. You know what I mean? I was, they just chew you up. And I was always the shortest guy. Um, so I had to fend for myself a lot. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been jumped multiple times, been uh, attacked with knives. I've been held at gunpoint. Wow. Um, and I, I almost got jumped by about 40 dudes. A long story short, um, his brother, one of the, one of the head honchos of the Bloods, tried to, you know, um, his 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 little brother. We were playing football, just backyard football as little teenagers. And um, long story short, he. Um, I'm sorry, my my earpods almost came out. Okay. <laughs> uh, long story. <laughs> long story short, uh, he got mad at me. I, I gave him a good little hit. You know, we're playing football, so tackle football by the way i hit him and i'm like got tackled he fumbles i get the touchdown we're happy yay kids rush rushes me just and he's 12 at the time i'm 10 or 11 he tries to beat me up and at that time i was learning martial arts Mm. um so at that time i was you know youtube was just getting big so i was self-teaching myself with these online courses okay so um yeah so long story short he didn't win Next thing you know, the streets talk. So yeah. I'm hearing so and so is looking for you, Chad. So and so is looking for you, and I find out this kid's 16, mm. and I'm like 11. 
<laughs> yeah. 10, 10, 11, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this 16-year-old has been, you know, he's been drug dealing, and he's been in the, in the game for a minute, so mm-hmm. he got a bunch of goons with him. And I run into him, and there's 40 dudes. What? So long stories, and, and one of them is a 19-year-old kid that literally played in the NFL. And uh, my, <laughs> so that was, that was, so not, not to get into more detail. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm going to keep it PG. Um, God got me out of that. And I mean, um, but we know no detail <laughs> PG because I got to know how your little behind got out of that situation. Like, <laughs> all YouTube martial arts skills that you did, like what? <laughs> Well, okay, okay. So, oh, okay. So, what happened was, um, my my dad. So we lived on we lived on a hill, and the housing. Um, I was at the bottom of this hill, and and we were at the top of the hill, and the and the street kind of went up and wrapped around. Okay. Kind of did like a kind of did like this. So, I'm at the bottom of the hill. And our house, my house is way at the top, probably like 16 houses up. Mm-hmm. And um, I see all these dudes rushing, like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, so we're, I'm in mid, we're playing football, having yeah. fun, you know, as kids. And the blood start coming over. And I'm like, oh, Lord, what is this? And then I recognize the dude I beat up. Uh, he was he was kind of like in the front, but his brother was in front of him. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, before this, I had ran into the brother, the oldest brother. He was like, oh, "I'm gonna get you." And I'm like, "I don't want no, I don't want no problems." Mm-hmm. Your brother kind of attacked me, you know, and he was like, "I don't want to hear that. I'm gonna get you." Watch. Then I find I see him again. We're playing basketball. I beat his team in basketball three times, and he's pissed. <laughs> I leave before we get into, into a fight. Yeah. Well, this time he finds out that we're playing football again. They're rushing at me. And I'm like, oh, Lord. So my my, my guys, most of my dudes on my team left me. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> like, we out. They booked. <laughs> and I only had, like, five dudes with me. And I tell two of my friends, yo, go get my dad. I run. And so they take off. They go get my dad. Again, it's like 16 houses up. By that time, you know, they're, they're, I don't know. I would just say about 50, 100 yards away, all the dudes are on me. And I'm like, just backing up, just take it easy, you know. I just, you know, just nice and easy, nice and calm, doing what they was training me to do, just the, the, the fusion. Yeah. I don't want to fight all these dudes. Yeah. Plus, I'm shorter than most of them, you know, so I'm good, you know, just chilling out. I see two dudes go. So we're on the back of the houses. So if this, so if these are the houses mm-hmm. and this is the back of the house, two dudes went around the houses to to get behind me. Wow. So, so next, so long story short, this is a really long story. So long story short. I'm backing up and I feel this huge dude, like a wall just stop me from walking. I'm like, what in the world? And I turn around and this, I swear he was about six, four. 
19 year old, 19 year old grown teenager. Like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I just instinct and just out of instinct, I took his knee out. He falls and I trip him in the process. And all the dudes are like, whoa. So they start getting up on me. They yeah. start getting up on me more. And I'm like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. But every time I feel somebody, I take them down really quick. And I'm like, come on, I don't want to fight. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm taking them down. Every time someone come at me, I'm just, oh, oh, get out the way. Yeah. Just chill. Just, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight, you know? I remember looking back to see where my dad was coming. And I remember I turned, I turned away just briefly. I turned back around and I see they're all in my face again. I'm like, oh, Lord. So long story short, um, and this hat, this is probably 30 minutes, just trying not to just avoiding like getting jumped. Yeah. My dad, my dad, I hear footsteps and hollering, just hey, hey. <laughs> and my dad's rushing full speed and he's like, hey. and I just see all the kids just like, oh, <laughs> so your dad's and- not Albert. no he's not fat apple he's 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 he's, he's five six five seven you know a buck fifty you know what i'm saying but yeah he has a very big voice Mm -hmm. so uh you just see everyone like what the heck who's that yeah and i feel like because they were kids because they're teenagers that father figure that grown man coming Mm -hmm. down full speed kind of like deterred everything okay. now mind you i'm praying yeah of course i'm 100 praying. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like lord where the angels at uh lord i, I love you god where, where uh where's my protection uh bloody jesus please um cover me get me out of this situation <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so my dad comes down for some reason they stop attacking me and they're just like they just leave. Mm-hmm. My dad's like, my dad, you know, obviously he's like, you leave my son alone, you know, back up, you know, call the police on all of y'all. I know most of y'all, because at that time, we were, again, we, we were getting kids off the streets, you know, mm-hmm. feeding people. Um, we were we were teaching them. We were starting a, really a street choir. Yeah. Almost. We called it Unity Choir. So my dad knew most of their moms and dads. So he's like, I know most of your moms and dads, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? whoop de woo And then they just leave. And, 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 you know, get home. My dad's just like, I'm proud of you, son. You know, whatever. But, but to, 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 to wrap this up, that's, that's what I had to deal with. From going from Christian, you know, trying to be good, trying to learn love, trying to learn unity, humility, purity, all of these traits of, of Jesus. And as soon as I step out the door, yeah, game banging, you know, saying, you know, everything, just drugs, all that. So wrestling with that, um, my flesh was like, it's, it's, it's cool. Just, just dabble in this, just dabble in that. You know what I mean? And long story short, to 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 that, I, I learned how to to wrestle with my sin and wrestle um, and and come back to Jesus. Like when I fall, I learn it's not the end of the world. At that time, um, 
the church was kind of like evolving to what it is today. At that time, early 2000s, um, it was more so if you sin, you, you go to hell. Mm-hmm. Or, or if, you, if, you, if you do this, you know what I'm saying? You got to repent and, and hope you don't go to hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, man, dang, I'm going to... I might be going to hell now. So Jesus, I need, I need you. I need you. You know what I mean? And uh, just learning that's more about grace. We're saved by grace, not works. You know what I'm saying? God, Jesus came down uh, and took all the burden on his back. He, yeah. he, 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 he took all that beating for our sins. He died for our sins. You know what I mean? And learning that I'm already forgiven. And that is a relationship and not a religion. It's, mm-hmm. We're not, we're really not trying to, you know, oh no, we like when we mess up, looking, oh no, God, oh no, he's going to get me. It's more like you don't want to hurt his feelings. You don't want to, you don't, you, it's all about the heart. You know what I mean? And I had to learn that as a young boy because even though I didn't really dabble into many much drugs, um, um, sexual activities is what I did dabble in. And I'm talking about very early age um, kids younger than me in the hood yeah. dabbling in sexual activities, um, all types of crazy stories about their fathers and their mothers and, you know, molestation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it really hurts, hurt my heart to really think about it now. Yeah. But, um, but uh, just being a product of your of your environment, it's it's normal. It's normal mm-hmm. uh, in those in, in in those environments. You know yeah. what I mean. So when we moved out of the hood, finally, <laughs> um, I still had that residue. You know what I mean. So I so just finding Jesus within um, really hardwired. Like the way people are wired, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people are wired certain, you know, they're, they're raised a certain mm-hmm. way. And my parents, and again, my parents, they were, I have excellent parents. I kept so much from my parents. And we have, because I'm an adult now, so we have talks like, talks like this all the time. Like yeah. they'd be like, what? <laughs> you did what, Jess? <laughs> they'd be like, what? You know what I mean? I just kept so much because I knew my parents loved me so much that I didn't want to endanger them. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, I I I was friends with drug lords and friends with with um, you know kingpins and stuff like that, and I did some jobs for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and you know, just if. I, there, I would get threatened all the time. If you tell anybody, you're going to kill your family. We know where you live. You know what I'm saying? We know. You know what I mean? So as a teenager, as a kid, it's just you, you're not telling your parents. Yeah. If someone's saying they come for your parents. You know what I mean? But Jesus kept me through all of that. I, no one can tell me God ain't real, real. I've been held at gunpoint many times and literally black out and everybody's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like God is too real. You can't tell me God ain't real. I, I tell people this. I tell everybody he, yeah. he's, he's too real 
to even be questioned. You know what I mean? Right on, yeah. So that's so to answer your question, I know it was pretty long, but <laughs> that's kind of how I found Jesus. Um, and to 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 really hit the hit hit the nail on the coffin. Um, what really got me out of that, you know, uh, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, um, was my daughter. My, um, I got, I had, a, I had my girlfriend at the time, I got my girlfriend at the time pregnant. And, um, we had been wrestling, you know, I know, I known her from, since I was 10. Mm. And at the time I was like 18 you know what I mean? Or 17, something like that. And, uh, and, and long story short, we were like, okay, we're going to get right with God. You know, we're going to focus on Jesus, um, you know, be better people. You know what I mean? And we would do that. But then because of us not really uh, letting people know what was going on, excuse me, and the church shunning away so much of you know of our feelings shows uh we we didn't know at the time but we were meant for each other like yeah. i married obviously I, I married uh the the mother of my daughter and now we have five kids yeah you know what i mean but uh at that time i i really i strongly believe if we were taught right um certain things wouldn't happen but mm-hmm. again I don't regret anything because God has a plan. He has a master plan. But when you, you say, say taught something? right, what were what do you mean in regards to being taught right? I believe if we were taught, yeah, I believe if we were taught, you know, it's not the end of the world if you fail. And uh, sex is a good thing if it's done properly. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest thing as a young boy, as a young teenager, and growing up as trying to be a man, trying to learn what it means to be a man, a good man, a God. Mm-hmm. Um, I have these hormones. I have these drives. I, I have, these, you know, I want, I want a partner, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know where to, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. So the church is like, just bottle it up. We ain't going to talk about it. And now it's a lot better. But back then it was like, we just going to bottle it up. We yeah. never talk about it. And, and then, it's, it's like you bottle it up so much and it's going to explode eventually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, I really, and again, I was, I was wilded <laughs> as a teenager, not knowing what to do. Um, um, but when it came to, came to my girlfriend at that time, my wife now, she was always special and I always came back to her. So if I had learned that, you know, we just need a court, we need to do this godly, we, there's there's ways we can actually, you can actually be in love with her and be yeah. holy. You know what I mean? And that's what I didn't learn. And again, I was afraid of my parents again, which, which I don't, I, I want everyone to know, look, just, 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 you need to, you need to let people know something. Okay. You don't need to, you don't need to keep it in yourself. Yeah. If, if you're going through something, tell a, a, a fatherly figure, a motherly figure, tell, I, we call them OGs, tell an OG, you know what I'm saying? Get the word out. You know what I'm saying? Get some counsel. You know what I mean? Because 
because again, me bottling, bottling up my feelings and stuff like that, um, just trying to really figure it out myself, uh, didn't work. <laughs> I mean, so that's it why I didn't Jesus. It never, it never does. does. <laughs> it never does. So we failed, and God birthed a huge gift um, because God used that failure to change my life. Because again, I was I was a full on, I was just a harlot. <laughs> okay, I was just you know didn't know again didn't know what to do with my feelings and stuff like that. Didn't know what to what to do with these hormones. And the church is saying this is bad, bad, bad. But when I do act out and with my feelings, it feels good. I feel this pleasure. Blah blah blah. I don't understand why is, are they saying this is bad when it feels good. But then I get this conviction. Like, oh, this does feel bad. You know what I mean? Like when, when, whenever something does get too far. Mm -hmm. um, oh, man, this does feel bad. So I was just confused. And God used my daughter to spark a full-on 180 turn. Mm -hmm. um, turn to, to Christ. I was like, first and foremost, I'm not going to be like my friends and some of my, my homies in the hood who get somebody pregnant and leave or get somebody pregnant. It's like, oh, I can't handle it. Oh no. Um, I'm just not going to deal with it. You know what I mean? I, I just, I never, I never understood that. You know what I mean? I never understood that. And I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to be a good father. I wanted to be, I had a good example. My dad didn't have a good example. So he wanted to be a good father. And, um, you know, his dad left him on Christmas Day. Oh my God! Told, told my told my told my dad, "I'll see you at Christmas." And sad story. My dad, you know, he waited as a kid for a long time, thinking that his dad because he waited till Christmas, didn't see him, and then he kept waiting after Christmas. And it's just those type of stories. It's like I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be the best father I can be. And before I married my wife and my daughter was born, born, um, I was I was I was over their house all the time. You know what I'm saying? I took care of my daughter. I tried my best to, you know, be if I could be there, I was there. Even yeah. though, even though, you know, at the time God didn't say she was my wife. So long story short, God comes to me and says, This is your wife. And God uses that whole transformation to really just spark a strong foundation of purity and, and, and humility and how to be a really godly man. You know what I mean? So when I do fail, I know I, I, I have a foundation to fall back on. So, right yeah. on. Okay. So you end up marrying her. So basically during the pregnancy is pretty much when you gave your life to God as an adult, yeah. okay. Yeah. You guys yeah. get married and you end up having five kids total. You come mm -hmm. from eight. Are you trying to get to eight or are you good with five? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I have four boys. I, I my Again, I have a, a, God changed my life with my daughter. And since then I had four kings. And honestly, I want another little girl. I, 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 I'm a sucker for babies. I have, a, I just have my son. His name is Darius Joshua. And he's, he's little, he's in my arm. I, I don't know if you can hear him crying now, but um, <laughs> he, he's, he's tiny little baby. And I love babies. You know what I mean? 
So I don't have a number. Again, I don't like to put a cap on on, on something like that that I feel mm-hmm. God should have the control over. Um, so yeah, I, I don't yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and how would you say God's presence looks like in your life personally outside of music? That's good. Um I would say ever present because as a martial artist, uh we're taught to be one with whatever our goal is. And my goal is to get closer to God every day. So if that's my goal, I need to become one with God. I need to be one with the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? I need to be in unity and, and my union is holy. Mm-hmm. My, I'm in a holy matrimony. So that union is one under God. So we're all one. So I would say that uh, it's ever present in my in my current life. And have you since gone to an actual dojo or not YouTube dojo where you learned all your martial arts? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, these negative earpods. Uh, yes, I, <laughs> yes. So eventually, I did. Um, I did go, I, I attended a bunch of schools actually. And I ended with this school called the Elite um, Elite Martial Arts. I think it's what it's called, Martial Arts Elite, something like that. But they, they had a bunch of martial arts in there, basically an MMA school, mm-hmm. mixed martial arts school. And we did, we did grappling, we did striking, we did takedowns, self-defense, weapons training. Um, we learned Krav Maga, Taekwondo, you know, kickboxing, Muay Thai, jujitsu, judo, all that stuff. So I got a black belt in there. I actually have 10 black belts. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a martial artist fanatic right now. And <laughs> a bunch of gold medals, a bunch of world tournaments and championships and beat a lot of the, beat a lot of uh, famous UFC fighters, Bellator fighters in uh, these tournaments. So um, yeah, I actually teach now, so. Okay. Right on. Got a lot going on. Yeah. So, how did you get started into music? Oh, so again, so um, I grew up in music. Um, I, I come from a huge music family. Even when we get together now, my my the old heads of our family are like, let's sing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, even even a lot of people in my generation who don't know how to sing who don't want to sing have to sing yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's just a family thing so um I got into music again at an early age but I got serious mm-hmm. when I was 10 again when I moved into the hood we didn't have much mm-hmm. so my parents actually had a couple of you know music softwares mm-hmm. and at the time they had uh, this software called Fruity Loops, which is called FL Studios now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, about Fruity Loops. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've had, I had Fruity Loops 3, like that. <laughs> like one of the earliest, <laughs> oldest ones on an old computer. But um, when, when, again, we couldn't afford video games. And I might have had the Sega Genesis. But, you know, as a kid growing up, we didn't have, we didn't have cable. We only had local channels. So, again, 
not having much, music was always there. So I got serious when I was 10. And um, I had my first professional gig when I was 14 and started interning around 14, 15, um, you know, being in the studio. So uh, to... started off producing then? Yeah, I actually started, yeah. well, technically, no. Uh, when I was a kid, I, t I had, I went through music theory, you know, uh, classically trained. Um, I played key keyboard. I learned piano at an early age. Um, okay. At 10, I learned drums. Uh, 12, I picked up the guitar. And uh, 16, I picked up the bass. Okay. And uh, and every now and then, I'll dibble, dibble and dabble with just random instruments, like, you know, woodwind, brass, <clears throat> uh, just random stuff. But my primaries are guitar, uh, keyboard, bass. I'm looking at it right now. I'm sorry. But and drums. Okay. So, um, again, I started to get serious when I was 10. And by, I was, by the age of 14, it was like, okay, I can actually make money off this. I yeah. can actually make a living. I don't have to have a nine to five. I don't have to, mm -hmm. you know, do a job I don't really love just to make, just to get by, really. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hope that answered your question. <laughs> no, it did. So, and then... Does that mean you were pretty much always making Christian music since you grew up? I'm sorry. What? Were you always making Christian music then? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> always uh, with the focus of honoring God um, and worshiping him and everything you do, even if you're not saying Jesus, um, you're, you're, you're honoring him in everything you do. And uh, by honoring him, you don't want to do something that he doesn't like mm -hmm. and, and, and then say, you know, this is I don't believe you should do something that God don't like and then say, God, this is for you. Yeah, that, that don't that don't make sense to me. <laughs> um, you know, it's good to thank God, but <clears throat> you can't be like this is for you, God. I love I love all these drugs. I love all the drugs. You know, I, it don't really make sense. You know what I mean? But I did. I was tempted, obviously, to go secular multiple times. I've had multiple deals. Just laid. That. Here you go. You can if you if you do if you do this, that, and the other, we give a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like it's, it's like you really you're really like you know giving away a lot of of rights. You're giving away a lot of your heart, a lot of your soul, just to you know. Um, be on a contract or just to be on a label or you know be secular really mm -hmm. to be hot you know so yeah okay and um i mean your social media game is like on point in marketing like where is that all you do you have a team like how does this come about it's all it's all me. I, I literally I I'm a research nut. I I, I, I research all the time, and I'm I, I, people view me as a sponge. They call me a sponge because um, for the long ever since I was a kid, I loved to learn. Mm -hmm. But it has to be something that I love. <laughs> In school, I didn't really. I wasn't. I was really good at things I loved in school. But like, say English for for instance, I know English. I know how to talk. <laughs> I'm not going to be teaching English. 
So I don't feel like, if I don't feel like doing it, it's like, man, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. But <laughs> when it comes to learning, I love to learn. So I've, I've done so much research and, you know, marketing and, and uh, you know, social media and all the outlets and all of the different like algorithms and stuff like that. And I'm learning more and willing to learn more. Yeah. I, I, I view, I view myself as a sponge. I don't believe you can learn too much. You know what I mean? And to flip that to the Christian, Christian scope, I don't feel, I don't believe you can be too close to God. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I don't feel like you ever made it because, because yeah. heaven is when you made it. Heaven is the Holy of Holies. Like that's when you're literally hundred percent God's presence. Mm-hmm. I don't even think our physical bodies can even handle God's hundred percent presence. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> we can't look at him, so yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. So so um, yeah. So yeah. So basically, um, wait. What was your question again? <laughs> it was all about the social media and marketing. I mean, as an so, yeah, artist, yeah, basically just a sponge. Yeah. As an artist, um, as an independent artist, how important is it? to learn the social media marketing and algorithms and things are constantly changing, but how important is it to stay on it? It's, it's actually very important. Um, and again, as an independent artist, it's all about marketing and it's all about networking and, and connecting and uh, knowing the right people sometimes, honestly, uh, cause you can be the best person in the world, but if no one, you then you know you're wasting your talent so and you're independent you have to go out and reach out and and you know um I feel like my approach is love mm-hmm. I come with love first and everybody who knows me knows I come with love first and and I don't even come with yo let's work you know what I mean I come let's be bros let's let's and and if God organically has us like do a song or, or or has me work or mix somebody or produce somebody or just put some guitar licks on someone's song or something like that mm-hmm. then then that's that that feels more natural to me um again i've been on tours with some of the biggest artists in, in this industry and and or 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 I'm friends with most of the biggest artists in this industry mm-hmm. and i don't ever name drop yeah i'm just like uh, so i i i don't I just let God kind of just organically you know, make things happen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I feel like if you try too hard, you're kind of putting yourself in the way of God's plan. Yeah. I feel like we can easily just take over and try to be God and, and just, just take over. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going I'm to do me. You know what I mean? It's, it's easy. Especially, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's a fine line of waiting on God and moving on what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been learning as a, as a grown man, as, as, a, as, as, you know, father, as a, as a mentor to a lot of kids and teenagers and stuff, um, just, uh, just growing and just being a sponge and just always learning um, with, the, with the social media I, I just find the little tricks. Like, um, again, I have multiple outlets. 
a lot of my social media fans aren't um aren't just music it's uh it's martial arts people mm. it's you know people from my largest heart background okay um a, a lot of people that we've helped a lot of people you know that see me locally you know i've been actually doing shows locally long before i actually released music okay um kind of did it the opposite way um but i i didn't feel like just because i don't have music out um she stopped me from you know, ministering in person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, if, if I can change one life with, with one of my songs or one of my, one of, one of my you know, just my, one of, just music, period, yeah. then I feel like my goal is accomplished, you know what I mean? I feel like God put me on this earth to inspire through music. And, uh, and I don't care if one person hears it, I don't care if a million people hear it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock out for Jesus, and and hopefully, you know, what I'm saying, if you if you rock with the music, then we can rock together. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. And you have a song coming out, "Fight" with Zay Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about that song that you have coming out. Yeah. So, um, it's another another bro from social media that um we just we have a bunch of mutual friends and uh it's just something that kind of happened organically you know um i was uh, you know i had just finished my album which was which released in january uh first solo album i've ever done um and he was he he liked some he liked the music and he he liked what i was doing the name of the album Okay, yeah. So it's yeah, show love. <laughs> it's on all platforms. <laughs> so you, if you wanna, and, and again, it's not just you know hip hop. I I even have a, a hip hop worship song at the end, where I literally just pour out, you know, my my heart and soul, <laughs> and a lot. Of, so I you know a lot of singing, a lot of rapping too, you know. So, but yeah, that's show love, but. Yeah, Zay Hill, you know, he liked it. You know, he was rocking with the music. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends again. And, you know, we just we were like, yeah, let's do a song. Let's do, let's do some music or whatever. Um, and, and that's what we did. I pretty much did most, really, all the music. And he, he gave me a verse. And it's coming out March 26th. And it's, I'm excited. I might even tie in a sparring match. Mm-hmm. Um, where I actually fight like a professional fighter or an amateur fighter, because um, the song gets called "Fight," mm-hmm. and it and the goal is to fight to the end. It's, it's one of those songs that's that's a never give up song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially now that you know we're literally still in a pandemic, and it's literally been in a year mm-hmm. of being in pandemic rules. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> And uh, and people are down and out. And and again, I just feel like God uses God wants to use me, and and obviously he does other people too. But my goal is to inspire people through my music. So it's it's a banger, but it, it also has a message too, you know. And the message is to you know fight to the end. Don't don't quit. No matter what's going on around you. Uh, that's always light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Okay. 
And then you have Spar, which is your brand name. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I literally just started that. And uh, it's in the works. I kind of just put a, a, little, uh, a little teaser. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully I'm going to get a, a bunch of bunch of guys, a bunch of people with me and we're going to start, you know, shooting out merch and uh, doing a bunch of promo vids and, you know, we're going to really get the ball rolling this year. So, I mean, do you want to tell us more about what exactly SPAR is? What's the brand, what it all encompasses? Well, yeah, um, it's, it's SPAR, so the goal behind SPAR, again, I'm a martial artist mm -hmm. and um, it's, 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 it ties kind of into the, my song fight where we were, um, it's, it's a group, it's we used to call it Spar Nation, Spar Gang, whatever, but it's, it's, it's a group of anomalies mm -hmm. that, um, it, and just something, an outlet that people can tie to if you tie yourself to it or feel connected to it, mm -hmm. um, where, we're literally sparring in life and, 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 and we're sparring, we're wrestling with certain things. We all wrestle with our own things. And the goal is to inspire people through whatever their hardships are, whatever their, you know, people are dying and, and left and right from COVID and other things. And um, I've, I've lost, I recently just lost my grandmother, mm. um, you know, my dad's mom. So um, around, around my birthday, I actually had COVID. I couldn't even go to the funeral. Mm. So it was, it was tough. And, and I actually, I believe God gives me these songs. And God actually inspires me through my own music. I know that I don't want to sound, you know, prideful or anything like that. Yeah. But when I, when I listen back to what, God, what I believe God gives me to help other people, it actually helps me too. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to get anybody else to tie themselves to that I'm not tying myself to, you know what I mean? I'm not a hypocrite. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I believe in everything that I'm teaching, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that's pretty much spar, you know? All right. Wait, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Um, my grandma is, she's actually here. Hold on. Okay. What? I'm, I'm trying to do this interview. <laughs> uh-huh. Just trying to... Like, 15 more minutes, okay? <sighs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Right back. Yeah, you're good. <sighs> Grandma, I'm trying to do this interview. 15 more minutes, okay? Okay. <laughs> 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 I'll put on your westerns, okay? <laughs> that was awesome. You got my westerns on? <laughs> you, you got a wide earp on. How come this screen looks so funny? Wide earp look a little dark. Where, where are my glasses? You got... Where my... Why? Why you look so, so dark, right? Who this? What's wrong with this TV? Girl, what's wrong with this? Hello? Hey, 
Hey, Hello? I'm on a horse, Grandma. I'm on a horse. <laughs> you sure is a funny looking wire. Who is you, child? Hello? My, 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 my name is Chaz, ma'am. Chaz. My name is Mr. Chaz. Yes, yes, my name is Mr. Chaz. I just forgot my I just forgot my cowboy hat. Oh, oh, okay, Chaz. And what, mm-hmm. what, what you doing talking to my grandbaby, huh? Well, excuse me, what you say? What you doing talking to my grandbaby? Who, who is you? Well, well, well see, I, I'm a, I'm a, see, ma'am, I'm, I'm a, I'm a music artist that loves Jesus. Oh, you and, love uh, Jesus. You love the Lord. Okay, okay. And you make music. What kind of music you make? I, I make inspirational music, hip hop, you know, worship, yeah. whatever you, whatever you like, ma'am. Hip hop? What? I mean, yes, I ma'am. I got my hip replaced a few years back. I I can't hop though. Can't hop with this hip. Who? I mean, I don't I don't understand what what is this hip hop? Well, it's it's kind of like the the number one. It's 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 just the number one um, genre right now. Oh, uh, that's that, you know. That's that's, that's that, that that um that rap stuff. Okay, yeah. We used yeah, to like, call it scatting. Y'all kids oh, yeah. want to come up with new names for old stuff, but it was just scatting. You gonna what? What's scatting? Are you gonna show us what scatting is? No, I I don't know how to scat. Never said I could scat. I I, I was about the hymns, the hymnals. <laughs> Nothing about you them scatting. You but you scat? Can can you do a little skitty 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 scat scat for me? Oh Lord, I gotta have some music with <laughs> Buska. <laughs> as long as you scatting for the load, is you scatting for the load? Oh yes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, I am. Okay, that's 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 all that matters. So you yes, scatting for yes. the load, and and you telling other people about the load. You ain't just holding the load in for yourself. Yes, yes. All right. Yes. Well, I don't know what's what's going on. Where am I, my grandbit? What what is her name? Uh, you you girl. What gay leaker? Gay leaker? Huh? Mm-hmm. Let me get gay leaker back up on here. Put on my westerns for real. Yes, ma'am. It was nice to meet you. <laughs> you too, baby. All right. You be blessed. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Your, your, your grandma was awesome. Love she your mama. She's, a, she's a funny lady. Knows the load well. Mm, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how would you say God's presence looks like in your life musically? Ah. Uh. Uh, I always find I always believe there there can be room for for improvement. So um, if I were to rate it, I would say about an eight or a nine. I would never give myself a ten, but my goal is to be a ten. My goal is to, you know, every song I do, somebody has um, an attachment. Someone has you know feels basically captures what I want them to hear, what I want them to uh, connect with. And um, even if you don't believe in God, I want you to at least feel him. I want you to feel Jesus in my music to where you're like, okay, I don't believe in God, but what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Leaving, me that, leaving me that door 
like, yo, I can tell, I can let you know what you're feeling if you wanna, if you wanna hear, if you wanna listen. Um, that that thing you're feeling is called the Holy Spirit, and when we <laughs> worship, we're bringing down the kingdom of heaven. And if you want to talk more about it, we can talk more about it. You know what I mean? So that yeah. that's my goal. So I would say about a nine. I say about a nine. <laughs> And now that you've gone through this whole interview, who would you like to see me interview? Oh, um, I mean, you interviewed a lot of people. I would like to see you interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you? Did you interview the bro? Well, I guess you did interview Cannon. Um, it's been a while. Do you need to do another a recent Cannon? But I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he recently just chopped off his hair. <laughs> he couldn't keep he couldn't keep up with his bro. <laughs> you know what I mean, he couldn't keep up, so he was okay. like, oh, "I got to chop it off." <laughs> but but uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of someone that will really answer their phone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to help you out. Actually, trying to get a hold of the artists. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, let me think. Uh, have you done Derek yet? A long time ago. I I kind of need to do like um an RMG refresh. I did um Byron Juwan last year. Okay. Yeah. But like all uh -huh. the the Derek Miners and the Cannons, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about? What about have you done have you done John Keith? I did. Hey <coughs> girl. Have you done uh, I know somebody probably not not done. His name is Aaron Dews. I haven't done Aaron. You know what? I actually tried reaching out to him and I have not heard anything. <laughs> These these artists, I'm sorry. I, I try to be, I try to be set apart. I try to, I try to be set apart because don't nobody really be answering their phone. I got a lot of numbers that they don't be answering, and then they be hitting me up. Yo, Chaz, where you at? And I'm like, I ain't see this. I, I, they, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to be set apart. <laughs> well, I appreciate I understand. you. I, I appreciate, but. I will I will take your suggestions, Aaron Dews. I will yeah, even harder. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, recommended. Will you actually answer? <laughs> come on, yeah, come on, come on. Get, get, get Aaron on here, man. He's a good dude. He's funny too. So yeah, get Aaron on there. <laughs> Is he out in your area in Nashville? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's out here. Um, with the COVID, I've been trying to link up with him, but COVID and lack of communication. <laughs> I mean, but he's been working too, as well as me. But um, yeah, he's out here. He's out here in Nashville too, uh, just trying to grow his brand. And you know, him and his dad got something going on. It's pretty cool, um, like a studio gig or something like that. Um, but you know, he's posting on it. But yeah, Aaron Dews would be pretty good on here. He's he's funny man. He's a, He's got a good story. All right. Well, I thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're awesome. And your grandmother is even more awesome. 
<laughs> Thank you for um, allowing me to play with that, um, trying something new. So well, you're the first person I tried that with. Hey, I'm number one. Yeah. You seem like you I love the comedy where I can experiment with that. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I love comedy. I come from a play background. My dad wrote plays, like I told you. That's so right. You did. mentioned that at the top. I wanted to ask about that. Okay. Yeah, we do. We do a whole bunch of comedy stuff, and and uh, eventually, I do want to dibble and dabble in in, uh, in some acting uh, on down the road. Hey, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for watching the show. However, you consume us. Thank you. Please subscribe to the show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking of the show. And if you want to go an extra mile, share the show, share this episode. And for all things testimony, visit testimonystories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.